to, to truly be healthy and all the way healthy in that moment, probably what I need to do is just slow down, actually recognize, okay, I am actually feeling really hurt here. I can say it or not say it, whatever I need to, but let that, let that experience just happen and process and go through. And that's, that's, uh, that's kind of, I think some of the knowledge we're missing in our culture around this experience and emotions is that we're built as these amazing emotional uh, beings and machines that, you know, if we just let things, if we can be comfortable and safe enough to let things happen, they process through and then we don't hold on to it forever. And I think that, I think that's interesting. I think it reflects like the larger social backlash against like PC culture, right? Like being overly nice all the time, right? It's like, damn, like, okay, we got to be nice. We got to be nice. We got to be nice. And at a certain point, I think society today, I think with some of the current events, right? People are just like, fuck it. Like, yeah, fuck the whole entire like being nice stuff. And then like, you just go to an entirely opposite spectrum. So by being able to like actually be in the moment, you can process process it like healthily. Yeah, that's that's like that's the the center point that that that's so good. Yeah, and it's easy to it's easy to go to either one side, right? It's right. easy to get stuck and and have this idea of what the world is and just be mad all the time and it's easy to to be in a spot where um I don't know, you know, you just just kind of let things happen and be nice. I I think that uh you know, it's it's important to recognize the value of all the different emotions, right? Like anger, I, I tell you what, if somebody walked in my house and made any kind of threat, I would uh, <laughs> anger's not even close to the to the yeah. to the experience that would come. Like I right. would have no issue destroying someone the moment they threaten my family. You know, that's and that's a per, I think, you know, that's one of the the ways in which anger is is beautiful and needed yep. and healthy and and uh I mean, it is a protective, if somebody comes into your space and there's a boundary that's violated, you know, damn, you better, you better have access. It's your to right. That, it should right? be your rights. Right. Like, I think it's, yeah I, yeah, I can see where like some of this repression happens. Cause I think people are like, no, like run away and call the cops and like hide. It's like, no, well, <laughs> like the, the, the normal reaction, I would say, yes, yeah, like defend yourself. Right. Like you're being threatened physically. Where right. your, your loved ones are being, you know, physically threatened. Yeah, it's you know, it's interesting. Yeah, you mentioned that because um, it is a normal reaction, but then it's also very normal to if you're being invaded, um, if your space is being invaded, to freeze. Right. So right. like like we're we're animals, we're we're mammals, and you know the fight, flight, or freeze is our basic wiring to how to deal with with danger. Right. And the freeze. Um, there's a lot of amazing research that has been going on and goes on about about trauma and the body and and how it all works. But you know the freeze state, um, if you're if you're out in the wild and I've I've got to see this myself a bunch. But um, you know if a deer is in a field and feels danger, they they will freeze like hmm. total freeze statue. Right. And um, and then once it gets back to safe, before they move on, they literally do a little shake. <laughs> they, they literally shake it off like it's yeah. a it's a thing like it's researched it's, it's it's there they they shake it off and so there's this tension that 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 the freeze holds in the body um and so you know when it comes to repeated trauma and, and you know our our body creates patterns out of things and you know so if we were a kid and our space got invaded and 
we didn't have an angry response. We had a freeze response, and then that just kind of kept happening. I mean, it it continues to ha- you know our, we get wired to from our always experience, freeze, especially right. when we're young. You know, right? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, you're lear- you're learning a response, and if you're just practicing the pathways to freeze, then you're gonna just be freezing all the time. Yeah. Oh man, I got this. Something just so strong just came up. One of the patterns, the common things, yeah, is that. Uh, <laughs> we got to let guys off the hook and just be clear that you don't know what you're fucking doing. <laughs> like we don't have to know what we're doing. We don't have to be on top of stuff all the time. It's a completely uh, narcissistic, not humble stance to think that we have things figured out all the time. It's just, you know, like we are all, you know, people say the phrase we're only human, but we don't live it and we don't we don't actually allow that to be the operating principle that that we use in life and um you know man so a lot of men come in with an expectation hey they they're running the household or they're the they're the boss or whatever and it has a lot of pressure for these guys totally totally yeah. and i i think i think that's um still on the on the trail of of commonalities and and often right. things we see is that yeah i mean again for natural causes as guys we just sort of build up this uh this front or this picture of who we are who others think we need to be who we want to be all of these projected sort of things that that just by their very nature put incredible stress and pressure on us and it's um yeah i i mean i made a big turn in my life from from trusting that who I am when I was totally relaxed was exactly what I need to be where prior it was like, well, I need to look like this. I need to perform like this. I need to be in this place. I need to be by these people. And that's, you know, that's kind of like the, the self-help game in a lot of ways. And, um, and I get it, (laughs) I get it. And I still think that way in a lot of ways, but there's this, so what happens in, in these groups and these retreats and our experiences is that, we allow a space where you get to take all of that expectation off experience who you actually are interact with others in that in that raw honest place and then it's just like it's like 100% of the time or very close to 100% of the time it's like oh my gosh this 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 is me this is what i've been right. looking for and then it reframes the goals of what you're looking to in in a much clear and more powerful way it's really interesting yeah how long does that adaptation process take i I mean imagine if all these men come in with some sort of shell obviously they're ready to engage to even you know sign up and and commit to this but i I imagine like there's a adaptation process like what is it like like what what happens in the first like few hours when people are are there to, to like do you are there certain things that you guys do to accelerate that process yeah yeah totally so um the first and most important thing to accelerate that process is is we have a a list of agreements which is a a document that um very clearly outlines the purpose and protocols and um it really you know it's things like um speaking uh directly to another man and not referring to him in the you know, as a, as a third party speaking from the eye and not externalizing it. And, and so instead of saying, uh, I am angry 
when somebody cuts me off, you know, that's more powerful than saying, uh, you know, when someone cuts you off, you get angry. So right. we take responsibility for what we're, th- and anyways, it's, it's a couple documents of agreements that we have everybody read and completely commit to living and, and for the time we're together. And that starts to create this safety that's, um, that's rare and powerful. And so the intention, I think, you know, 80% of the, of, of the work start, it, 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 it's in that lead up setting the attention and setting the, the safety of, of what's happening. And then, so the two main tools that I use are, um, setting the safety with agreements and intention and, um, you know, basically just being very explicit, like, okay, guys, we're here to, to let all the other stuff go and let, let the parts of ourselves emerge that we usually don't allow. Uh, you know, I'm just very explicit and direct about it. And, and it, it works that way. It's just very, it's very clear. It's like, okay, you know, so part of it, we're talking to, to men's con- conscious minds and part of it, we're talking to their subconscious too, which is listening also, you know? Right. And, uh, I- I think setting that also a new context, right? You're pulling these men in the city or whatnot and going to the wilderness. I think you set, you reset the frame of where you're at and you also just reset like the social rules. It's like a one, two punch almost. Totally. And so, so this, the, uh, the context, so we do some of the wilderness, our weekend ones we do like at lodges. So not wilderness, but close to nature. And then right. our groups are, you know, held in homes and, and uh, businesses and all over the place. But, the context again is different because we're simply immediately giving permission to guys to let go of all that other shit, right? It's the permission granting permission is, is a huge part of it. It's it's, and it's, that's fast, right? Like there's a noticeable shift. Like, you know, I could sit here and I just say, okay, for the rest of this conversation, like I, you know, I will be completely open and honest with you and I, I will not, you know, like we'll create the safe space together and we're just going to go for it and everything's okay. We're going to get through it at the end of it, no matter how much we disagree or have conflict or diverge or whatever, we're going to come back and, you know, just that simple. And then the next big tool is leading by example. You know, I have practiced being vulnerable in front of groups of guys for a long time. Right. And so, you know, as a leader, if I sit down in front of 30 guys and say the first thing out of my mouth is I'm actually really fucking scared right now. Like I, I feel overwhelmed. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm You're totally I'm disarming clearing. everyone. Right. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, just as, if not as scared as you, then there's, yeah, you're, you're totally vulnerable. If you at that space space, then you can't even, you can't even get any more vulnerable. Right. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So I, and you know, and we have like, uh, co-facilitators at these events and it just gives a couple examples of what it's okay to do and then it it becomes this beautiful uh snowball rolling down a snowy slope that picks up momentum and uh you know and it is different for every guy you know some guy yeah. might be like oh shit 10 minutes into it just like you know ready to dive in and others you know might go through a couple day retreat and um not be ready to fully like let go, but something in there softens and something gets a new perspective. And, you know, it, that's one of the big, uh, 
my recently one of my big things as I as I do these retreats and trainings and stuff is that um, it's easy to get set up with an expectation that it has to look a certain way, right? I mean, that's another man commonality here is like, uh, you know, performance looks a certain way. Right. But if you really adhere to this principle that whatever is actually true for you in the moment is that's the ultimate, right? You don't have to be beyond that. Right. You don't have to make that look a certain way. You're not doing this for anybody else. And then, yeah, it's just I like I like kind of I like want to bring you to a retreat so you I you probably get it from what I'm saying, but it really yeah. creates this totally new way of interacting. Not new. I think it's really old actually. Right. But in our culture, it's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm curious. You know, what were some like success stories that really ma- made it from hey, this is something that like needs to happen, to go from you know Dan Doty like is gonna just make this happen. Like, were there some like ex- like couple key moments or some a couple people, a couple guys that you were able to just really see a, a huge, you know, yeah, sure success stories that like changed what you wanted to do with. I guess like rest of your life potentially. To- good. Yeah. Great. Um, so I'll give you a couple examples. The most recent one first and, uh, on my podcast, the every man podcast, my, my third episode, which I just released, um, uh, my buddy, Aaron Blaine was my guest and he is a return special forces guy. Um, and came into, he heard me on a Joe Rogan show and, and called me up and joined, um, my group here in town and um, he's okay. I think he's okay with me sharing this because we just talked about it on my podcast. But you know, he was he had it, coming home from from uh, deployment and being in the military was incredibly hard. And just you know, we all if you don't know the statistics on on veterans and suicide and and mental health yeah, it's issues, sky high. Th- it's 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 uh, yeah, a, a, it's a, it's a crime. I think actually, um, he's really struggling. And he came into our group and, uh, you know, over the course of one night and then the second week, a night, I mean, he, it, it looked literally just like, uh, like a light bulb that was mostly off getting stronger. And it's just the energy and life came back to him and, and he really put (laughs) all the pieces, um, back together in such a fast and so he's a very high performing guy as a special forces guy and i think that this these groups provide this connection and this um uh, this feeling of uh, uh safety i guess you know which isn't a very manly thing to say um but man that was that's one that i'm so uh, lit up by right now and and i think you know i'm i'm taking that experience and and we're really looking to help um bring what we're doing to integrate uh return veterans back into yeah yeah if you just think about that i i guess returning veterans just get thrown into the streets and thrown to the wolves right and you have a crappy va hospital system that doesn't really treat the psychological aftermath of being in war so i mean it sounds like it why why aren't why isn't every soldier coming back and, and coming to you know something like your program right like that makes me wonder well, yeah, and the difference being that we're exploring is that a lot of vets do come back and go into programs, but it's generally just vets sitting around with right. vets, right? Okay. And yeah. a big important part of, of uh, what we're learning here is that um, that doesn't really integrate you back into civilian life, right? Uh, but 
Aaron coming back into the group of nine guys and, and we got all kinds of good. We got like a metal worker. We got a therapist. We got me. We got uh, a guy who owns a poker facility, like all, all kinds of stuff, right? It's the diversity um, and the differences between us that we get to see through and see the commonality that one of the biggest first punches of a gift to a guy in these scenarios is that, wow, I thought I was going through stuff that nobody went was going through and all these guys who are very different from me have very different lives we're not we're not as different and that's a that's like an overwhelming thing for a lot of guys that's just like that's life-changing they're not alone you know yeah um yeah so aaron aaron is my my current one that's just uh lighting me up so much um I'll, i'll reach back to sort of the beginning of my career when I did uh, more of the wilderness stuff with boys and, you know, just to make that connection, I see what I do now with guys and men's groups as exactly the same as what we did before. It was just a different context, but the the fundamentals were exactly the same. Um, And I'm not going to use his name, but there was a a student who, uh, who, who came out to one of my programs and I spent the summer with him and he was, he was just an angry, <laughs> tough, strong headed leader. Um, just an amazing kid. Like, you know, my first, uh, he always brought to mind the, the pack dyna- like wolf pack dynamics where, where in this scenario I needed to be the alpha to lead this group of, of kids. But I mean, he was the, he was the one who, you know, he had that alpha spot lined up for himself and he was going right. to test me in every way he ever could. <laughs> um, and over the course of that summer, I mean, you know, he'd be the he'd be the kid. He was so annoying, man. He'd just like challenge every decision you made, everything. And is he like uh, a twelve year old, fifteen year old? Uh, he was sixteen, going on twenty five, probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, this is a success story of two things. One, he's he just, you know, he spent. Um, some time in the, in the wilderness and, and in some therapeutic programs. And he just turned into one of the most intelligent and he was already, I don't want to say turned into, but he em- embraced being such a intelligent, um, well-rounded, uh, connected, just amazing, amazing kid. He, he came to my, came to my wedding a couple of years ago and we've, we've stayed in touch. I actually want to bring him on my podcast if I can. Um, but you know that maybe this is a little different, but he he made a big impact on me, and um, a lot of the kids I worked with did, man. Like so many of them, watching any movement of growth of maturity is enough to make me sign up for life, right? Like right. I I can pull out a few specifics, um, but I don't know. That's uh, I believe that there's this ingrained um societal mentoring process that it's not just young men that need older men or or it's vice versa we just you know i think we're uh uh there's a part of our wiring that is um that is lit up by being in connection to you know those around us and and it makes so much sense as social animals as we are and uh you know yeah what do you think of the trend towards all these digital interfaces to uh, accelerate, you know, communication, but also 
you know, cut off the, again, like we're doing a Skype interview, but yeah. I think these are some like face interaction, but like, obviously that's not equivalent to us being in the same room out in the forest. I mean, what do you think that the trend or the factor that technology plays into this? Like, do we need to unplug every now and then? Is that a contributing factor to why we're seeing a lot of this, uh, you know, gunking crufted up because we're not getting that in-person yeah. interaction anymore? Well, I think it's important. So yeah, here, here's, here's my pet theory on it right now is that <laughs> the more digital we go, the more, uh, the more quickly and the more impactful in person and sort of physical experiences are so and i you know i only have my own anecdotal evidence and i don't have enough years to to uh, support this but i do believe that um you know the impact of a of a five or seven day wilderness trip today versus 20 years ago um my theory is is that since we're since we're more disconnected the the impact hits harder now like and i actually think for me, it makes the job a little bit easier. And the same thing goes, so I'll, I'll use that analogy of going out in nature in the wilderness the same way as connecting to humans, so connecting to men in a group. I think that the more disconnected we are, the sharper a contrast that becomes when we actually do connect, you know? I have no issues with technology. I, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not like saying pump the brakes or anything. I think that um, our our human maturity sure better keep pace with our um, disassociated technological qualities or you know, I don't know that 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 to me is feels pretty important and so that um, I don't know I, I have I'm I'm an optimist probably too much of an optimist but I feel like you know we're going to need to um, yeah uh, beef up our inner technology as we do our outer you know i think that's a good way to put it yeah absolutely i mean we're the context around us are changing so fast we need to also just upgrade ourselves internally as well yeah kind of a uh, kind of out of left field here but it sounds like a fun retreat do women want to join like is is that have people been like hey that sounds cool i want to do this too but i'm not a man yeah. So totally. Yeah. We get emails like that every once in a while. And it's a good point. So, you know, sometimes they're worded like, Hey, where can I go do this as a woman? What are some women's organizations that do this too? And honestly, I think down the road, um, I don't know what that means down the road, but I'd love to do non-gender specific stuff someday because the, it, uh, it's literally every time I run a retreat or whatever, it gets to a point and somebody makes the reflection. Oh man, this isn't about being a man. This is about being a human. Right. And it's very, I, I think that you can, that's not confusing. Right. That makes sense. But there's a sense of remedial necessity right now for men to, you know, grow up a bit, be, be more open, sort of step up and, and, and open up. I think that I don't care if you do that in the context of men or men and women or whatever. Um, I do know, you know, unequivocally that, is that the right word? I don't know if I use that right. <laughs> um, I do know that these all male settings are really powerful and, and they're, uh, um, it's a place to practice in a really safe environment. The stuff that I know I need every day, you know, like the skills I need to to be fully 
present with my wife and my boy and as I work with other people. I mean, it's uh it's what we do is nothing about drawing a line and saying this is you know, this is only for the guys to hold and this is our thing to have here. It's it's very much about uh saying, okay, we need some specific things we need to work on as guys. And then we're going to go back and that's going to actually impact our lives and everyone around us. And a, a, a lot of women that are familiar with what we do, they, they get it. You know, it's, it's a pretty um, high ratio of women that, that I speak to and that I know about that's familiar with this. They're, they're very much in support. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Cause I think again, like it's like, it, there's not a space for men to like come together. Right. And I think that makes sense that you're creating this, the social proof, but also like the context in which to do so. And I think it sounds like, it sounds like it's so, such a fun concept that like you could have add-ons, you know, down the line. Totally. Um, totally. Yeah, no, I'm curious. I mean, just, I guess the last point here as we wrap up, um, what can our listeners do to, you know, stay in touch and, and keep involved? What are the exciting projects that you have uh, that you're, you know, working on moving forward? Yeah, great. So, so we're, we're still very young. We, we officially launched about a month ago. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And our company's called Everyman, and it's E-V-R-Y-M-A-N. And so here's what we have right now. We're about to roll out our retreat dates for the rest of the year. We're going to have one or two, if they fill up, maybe two retreats on the West Coast, um, California specifically, and a couple on the East Coast in the Berkshires near New York City and Boston for sure. We just confirmed 100% that we're doing um, our first seven-day wilderness retreat in Yellowstone National Park which is a, a higher dollar, higher value. It's kind of a, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a massive adventure. And okay. be pretty, I mean, it's, <laughs> that is my, been my dream for a long time is, is what I'm putting together. there. Um, and then, so that's some of the fun stuff. And, but our core of what we're, our mission really is to uh, create educational materials and support materials for guys all over the world to start their own self-sustaining peer-led peer-facilitated every man group where you you pick once a week or once every two week two weeks and you know five six eight ten guys get together and you just take it on to start practicing being more vulnerable and more real and more truthful and um it's a challenging uh i guarantee it'll never be boring (laughs) you know it's hard it's incredibly worthwhile uh, you know, we get guys writing in all the time that are like, you know, I have these friends, but it only goes so far. What can I do to, you know, connect for this? So we're, we're, we're trying to answer that. We are answering that. Right. And we're in the process right now of we'll be unrolling this stuff um, over the course of, you know, the next few months. And we want to be we're working on a, a, a big uh, technological well, web platform to where it'd be really easy for guys to find each other in in their local area and be really easy to communicate back and forth with me and us. And so we can mentor everybody who's starting a group. Um, and so, so that's the that's movement is be... starting. The movement is starting now. Yeah. And it's, I'd love to check back in, in, in a, you know, in a few months and, and whatnot and, and, and see how fast it's grown. Cause I think there's definitely a need for this. Um, cool. So, you know, keep you know, fighting the good fight. I think, you know, I, I think we're in an interesting time in, in, in era where, a lot of these new definitions of what it means to be human, to be men, to be women yep. are being redefined. So it's up to like leaders like yourself to, to help push that in, the, in a more positive, inclusive 
direction. Absolutely. Thanks, man. And the last thing I'll just quick shout out is is to have a new podcast called the Everyman Podcast, which you can find on our website too. And that is a space where um, I'm not interviewing experts. We're just hearing the stories of, of regular guys in a vulnerable way because we can learn from each other, not just from guys who've been studying shit. Right. Whole lives, so. yeah, yeah. No, that sounds like uh, we need to highlight, you know, more everyday people, right? Like that's, you know, we, we hear enough of experts BSing people all the time. So I think that's, that's a, yeah. that's a good, that's a good direction as well. I want to celebrate the human in all of us, you know, word. All right, Dan, thanks so much for taking the time. It's really a pleasure. I'm Thank sure. Thank you, we'll, man. We'll, I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Yeah. It's a really fun conversation with Dan. Um, I think that I see a lot of parallels with what we're doing with biohacking, really creating a new space and a new dialogue around uh, the future of what it means to be human. Uh, as I said to Dan, um, I think the time is now. So really excited to see and track their progress with every man. As always, uh, we'll be on Google Play, YouTube, Apple iTunes, and SoundCloud. Please subscribe. And also, if you have good guest ideas, send them our way. Uh, Zill, our producer, has been lining up awesome guests. So the more feedback and questions and responses that we get from you guys, the more excited he gets, the more excited I get. So keep it up, and, and, uh, and we, we, love, we love the response we get. Cheers. See you next time.